Welcome to Fierce, Fun, Feminine, and Other F-Words. I'm Christine Elizabeth, and I help women unstuck themselves. F is for feminine. I said it that way because people think feminine is soft. (laughs) We are going to talk about what a feminine woman is, what she isn't, and we're going to tap a little bit into some feminism discussion. Can a feminine woman be a feminist? Let's find out. Let's get started. The title of my podcast is Fierce Fun Feminine because I love that description of a woman. I love that kind of woman. I love a woman who can be both fierce and feminine. To me, that represents true feminine power because she can be fierce and graceful. She can be powerful and compassionate. There's a lot of things that seem to contradict each other, and she can play both roles in one. And there is no contradiction because they work in harmony. She is. They are one. And it's so beautiful. And to lay the framework for this episode, before I get into talking about femininity and what it is and what it isn't, oh, I'm going to have you fired up when I read you something, I think. (laughs) I don't know where you stand in this. I, I know I have listeners who are very strong in a woman doesn't have to be soft and wear heels and lipstick and that they think that's what femininity is. And so let me just describe one thing here out of the gate. I'm going to approach feminine as an energy and masculine as an energy. And when you look at them in terms of energy, all of us have both. Regardless of your gender, your sex, regardless of your male or female, you are probably female listening to this podcast. You have a certain amount of feminine energy, and there are times where you tap into a masculine energy. Sometimes you may be more feminine than others. Certain things arouse your masculine, and you step into this description of what masculine would be. It is okay. I'm just going to put it out here because this subject of male-female in the world right now is so sensitive, but this isn't about your sexuality. This is about your energy inside who you are, okay? So I'm not touching sexuality with this. I'm talking about the energy that you tap into. Two humans in a relationship, regardless of their sex, but I'm going to say a homosexual relationship right now, you could have two men or two women. One of them is going to have more feminine energy than the other one. There's a polarity there that creates an attraction. How about a heterosexual relationship? How about a female who has real strong leadership skills? She's very feminine, but she has a lot of masculine energy. She's a leader and she's married to or in a relationship with an alpha male who just thrives and dwells in the masculine. How is that masculine alpha male going to receive this masculine energy from the female? It can create some friction, right? So I want to think of it in terms of this, in terms of relationship. It's not good, bad, right, or wrong. It just is. And when you can realize that this energy is something that can create disharmony in relationships, regardless of the type of relationship you're in, you might be able to understand why you're getting reaction from the person you're in a relationship with. Okay, so let's just start with that. This is an energy to start. Okay, so we're talking about feminine energy and masculine energy is the counterpart. We're also going to talk about what it looks like to be a feminine woman. Does it have a look? But let me go into what I want to tell you feminine isn't, okay? 
because I got into this. I have to tell you, this frustrated me so much. I wanted to write to the person who wrote this article. Now, you may be coming from a super conservative background where you were taught in a a faith that the man is the head of the house. I was in deep, deep in a church for many, many years of my life. I am still a faith-based woman, but I have a problem with this description of a feminine woman. And I want to see how you feel about it. And I have a feeling you're going to have a problem with it too. It's, it's shocking. This article I'm referencing was written by a man. So I'm going to just put that out there. And it is a faith-based, it doesn't say what faith, but I'm going to assume it's some type of Christian faith because they quote uh, New Testament scripture. And so use that as a frame of reference. But I'm using this as a frame of reference because so much of what people are afraid to say they're feminine because they don't want to be the example that's in this article. So let me just kind of read you a couple sentences and let it sink in. I'm going to get you fired up because I was fired up when I was reading this. Now, you might be in 100% alignment with this article. And if you are, I want you to hang with me, okay? Because I want to see if we can come to some sort of middle ground and understand each other or agree a little bit more. The first sentence on this article is, a feminine woman is motivated by love of husband and children. She is the heart of the family, devoted to her husband. That is her career. Career is a feminist lie. Oh, gosh. Okay. A woman who is preoccupied with a different demanding career can't pay attention to her family. Since when are careers the source of human fulfillment? What's so great about being an assistant loan manager at a bank? Feminists are teaching women to be strong and independent. That is not feminine. Men respond to a woman in need, a damsel in distress, to win her favor. A feminine woman depends on a man. Do I have to keep going? I'm going to keep going because I want you to hear more of this. This does not mean that she's an emotional waif. She is competent, but she does not pretend to be independent. Just as she is the heart of the family, the man is the head and the shoulders. They make decisions together, but he has the final word. Okay, that that last sentence right there made me so furious. I had to close my laptop when I was reading this. Let me give you the reference to that, just in case you ever want to reference this and go, did this really get published? Yes, it is from the website called thetransformedwife.com. It's written in 2017. And let's see, it looks like it's a part of a blog. This was written by a PhD named Henry Makow, M-A-K-O-W. Enough about Henry and his beliefs. (laughs) I have to stop because I want to just, I want to acknowledge those of you who are in the church, who are faith-based, who believe the man is the head of the house. I understand the premise. I understand the scripture. I understand if you are from a background that teaches this. I have to say, I'm done on the man has the final say. I can't, I can't do that anymore. I have lived that life and it does not go well because what it creates is dangerous. 
It is not a safe place for a woman. The man is not superior, smarter. You can't assume, you can't put someone in authority in a home. There is no authority between two adults who are equal. There can't be erotic love between two humans when one is above another. That's the complete definition of when erotic love is going to die. When you're being told what to do, you are a child. You're not an adult with a thinking mind. Now, I know this is rooted in scripture. I understand that, and I'm not attacking scripture. I am attacking this whole woman has to be subservient to her husband because I have not seen a lot of marriages and I know they're out there and you can send me mail if you want to. You can email me and give me examples, but I have been in church for most of my life. So I have seen where men are so loving, they serve their wives as if they were serving Christ because this is rooted in Christianity. It's not as common as it's portrayed to be. It isn't. I think a lot of men love that verse because they can they can use it to control their family. It's teaching a hierarchy to the children growing up in that family. It's saying God says that the man is the head of the house and the woman has to be subservient and dad gets the last word. What does that say for the little girl growing up in that house? I'm going to leave this here because that's that's a very touchy subject. I am not a theologian, but I have done a lot of work in this area. I had to do a lot of healing in this area because I was in a marriage where I feel like this was taken to the extremes. And when I sobered up, and I'm going to use that word sober, I can still hold my faith and feel strong in my faith, but not be drunk on beliefs that there is a certain system that doesn't serve women in a healthy way. I'm not there anymore. I'm here to tell you if you feel at all like you don't have a voice, you are not in a healthy place. That's why I don't want to get into it in this episode because that's this is counseling stuff. This there's a lot there are a lot of people injured from the that are inside the church because of this very verse. Now, why did I open with that? Because a lot of our definition of a feminine woman historically comes from that. In the Bible, the Proverbs 31 woman, her children rise and call her blessed, and she sows and she grows things in the field and she cooks for her husband, and she's just this superwoman that does all these things, but the man is still getting the last say. <laughs> anyway, I wanted to just say I don't believe that that blog that I just read you an excerpt from describes a feminine woman. I believe that that is what a lot of people think a feminine woman is. Because of ancient biblical teachings. Now, we had the rise of feminism because of those teachings. Women were not allowed to file for divorce until 1857. They couldn't vote until 1920. And to this day in 2021, there is still a wage gap between men and women. And women who exhibit masculine energy in the workplace are called emotional, off the rocker, 
menstrual, premenstrual. Men who exhibit masculine energy, they're called leaders. You see what this has done to what femininity is? I believe that the feminist movement, the one from back in the day, that movement, the pioneers, they fought for our rights. They fought for you. Today, it has a little anger and chip on its shoulder. It's kind of a men-hating group. I don't identify with that. I, I think we need men. I love men and women together, working together. I'm not a man-hater. I do not believe men are smarter than women, stronger than women, should run a household without a woman having an equal say. I don't agree with any of that. Okay, let's go to a happier place. <laughs> I just, I, I love talking about things like this, but you can't be here across the table with me to have a really healthy conversation. And I don't want to come out as close-minded. I just want you to understand a frame of reference for where I'm going. So now let's talk about what is feminine? What does it look like? How would you describe it? How would you describe it? I wonder. And if there were any men listening, I'll bet they would describe feminine differently than you would. Some of the things may be the same. Feminine, a common word with the word feminine, a common descriptor is soft. And another common word is she has poise. When she walks, she seems to glide effortlessly. She stands tall. She sits tall. She holds her shoulders back. And she also has charm. She has manners. She has an eloquence about her and an elegance about her. She knows when to speak and she knows when she shouldn't. Oh, that could be so powerful. When you know when to bite your tongue, knowing that is a feminine woman, she can speak directly, or she can be coy. She knows what each situation calls for and she uses them appropriately. The feminine woman is a nurturer. She's compassionate. She tends to things so that they feel seen and loved. She nurtures so they grow, but she's not an enabler. She will not continue to enable someone on a path to their own destruction. A feminine woman is confident and understands her feminine lure. She gets it. She knows when to tap into it. And yes, there is a time that your femininity can work in your benefit. Your softness, that feminine ability to nurture, that feminine way of holding yourself, and you know what I'm talking about, that can be used to your benefit. And you know what I'm talking about when I say that, okay? You're confident. A feminine woman is confident in her ability to do that. You know when to tap into it. And you know what arouses it. Am I right? What are, what makes you feel feminine? What is it? And it's okay to say it's a certain type of behavior from a man or a look or a partner. It's okay to say that. Because again, that's the energy that is drawing your feminine out. So whatever that energy is, it draws out your feminine, right? Certain things make you feel more feminine. On the contrast, 
you know exactly what it feels like when you're not feminine. I did a ton of yard work over the summer. And I mean a ton. Blackberry bushes with thorns the size of my thumb. I had to wear these heavy gloves. I had these eye protective goggles on. I was using um, a weed whacker. And that's not easy work, by the way. (laughs) But also like hedge trimmer, heavy duty hedge trimmers. And I was clipping. um, I had a giant tree trimmer, like one of those big giant things to whack branches off of trees. I did not feel feminine. I was dirty. I was sweaty, but I also felt empowered because I was strong. If you can relate to anything like that, you know what I mean. So if someone were to arouse the feminine in you and they approached you when you're in the middle of that kind of work, what would it take? Is there something that could make you feel that feminine energy come out while you're in the masculine? That knowing is something that masculine energy doesn't really have. There is something special about a woman, and I believe it's this intuition that we have. It's like a sixth sense. We know exactly what lights us up. Sometimes we can't put words to it. Sometimes you there's no way you can even describe it. You just say, I'll know it when I see it because I know it when it's real because truth, you know how you know how that feels. You know when you feel super feminine, don't you? You know it. And you know when you see a woman that she's operating in her feminine, right? Can you pair femininity with feminism? Can you do that? Can you pair your femininity with strong leadership skills? Can you be both? Yes, I am here to tell you, yes, you can. You can be both and you can be both at one time. That is the coolest thing about feminine energy. I love that this is available to you. Can you be a powerful feminine woman who doesn't wear high heels, a skirt and lipstick? Yes, Do you have to play the part in the physical? Do you have to wear jasmine perfume or rose perfume and pumps and a pencil skirt to be feminine? Do you? That is an expression of femininity, but a woman who wears a suit to work with slacks and a jacket, one of those masculine looking, right, suits that they could put together with heels She still has this nurture in her. She still has this compassion in her. You see, femininity is the energy. Do you see the combination and how there isn't one that's better than the other? They just are. They're equal. She can have that fierce, I'm in charge, boss energy with her feminine. If she sees a child or someone hurting in that strong outfit, she can still exhibit this compassion and this nurture. That is a beautiful combination. That's a feminine woman. Yes, you can be both fierce and feminine. The outward appearance of a feminine woman is really a social construct. It is a cultural thing. It's something that is portrayed in media. It's it's just something that is a social construct. There's no other way to put it. That's why I say it's an energy that makes you feminine, not necessarily the outward display. It's the inside that feminine energy paired with 
whatever you wear on the outside makes you whatever you want to be. It doesn't matter, but let's go to feminism, okay? So we know that the early pioneers of feminism fought for your rights so that you could have equality with men. Those past feminist pioneers changed society forever. They made it so that women could become news anchors. They could be more than a housewife. They allowed you, again, I said this before, they allowed you to vote. Today's feminists have taken a twist. (laughs) And And it's not all of them, but they've turned against men quite a bit. And they some of them seem like they think men are su- less superior or inferior to women. And, you know, we can we can do without men. They're like, you know, all men are trash or whatever. And that's not what true feminism is. True feminism allowed women to be equal to men. Early feminism was the advocacy of women's rights on the basis of the equality of the sexes. It didn't hate men. It just said, hey, we're not beneath you. True feminists make it possible for women to work in the same job as a man or to own property just the way a man could. And the basis of feminism between the pioneers and today are the same. It's just that today it's become a more aggressive movement and it doesn't unite men and women. I feel like it's definitely pushed men away. They don't really appreciate or respect what a feminist stands for today, because I believe today now all they think about is people standing outside of a, you know, a bunch of angry women standing outside of a building protesting something. They don't really hear what it is that they want. They're not respecting it, but partly that is because the movement has become a little bit man-hating. So do you believe in equal rights between men and women? Do you believe a woman has equal say that her voice matters as much as a man's. If you can say yes to that, you are a feminist. And that's the core basis of feminism. That doesn't mean that you have to stand on a corner bra burning and man hating. That's feminism. It's just, hey, we're here and we matter and we count. We're equal. Can you now reconcile being a feminine woman and a feminist? Now that we put it that way, yeah, you can tap into your sensual womanlyhood, your feminine, pretty side, and still believe in equal rights between men and women. Absolutely. I want to leave you with this. Your femininity is yours and yours alone. It doesn't have to look like mine. It doesn't have to look like your mother's or your grandmother's. It doesn't have to look like your neighbor. It doesn't have to look like anyone's. Have the confidence to express your feminine the way you want to. I personally love high heels. I love dresses. I love skirts and I love power outfits like power suits. I love lipstick. I love having my hair done. I I love all the things that are girly, but I also love to be in those girly things and have a little touch of some masculine energy right there. I, there's something about that. I just, I love both. I love that I can dress the part of feminine and have feminine energy and tap into my masculine when I need it. And I love that someone else's feminine energy might be more outwardly sensual than mine. I might be more, 
I don't know. I want to use the word prude. I'm not going to use that word, but you know, more conservative. That's okay. That's my flavor of femininity. Someone else might be a lot more sensual and just have that air of sexuality about her. That might be her taste and her style of femininity. It doesn't matter. What matters is you recognize what your feminine qualities are. You don't compare them to another woman because we all know comparison kills our mojo. You own your femininity. That's a hard word to say fast, (laughs) but you know when to use it and you know when you need to shrink it and pull out the masculine. Just know it's a dance and it's beautiful. And when you pair it with your fierce, you are a force to be reckoned with. Be who makes you feel the most aligned with your truth. If you align more with a soft, feminine, quiet, spoken woman, that's okay. Just don't let somebody railroad you and take advantage of you. That's when I want you to tap into your fierce and your masculine energy. If you are a feminine woman who is very outspoken, who takes a stand for her needs and her desires and her hopes and her dreams... You know who you are. You know how to speak what you want. I want you to really pay attention to make sure that you don't give the impression of a woman with a chip on her shoulder. You know that type, the wounded woman. You can see her a mile away where she's got her head on a swivel. There's always someone after her. She's angry at everything. She's agitated, easily frustrated. That's a little bit of the masculine energy coming out because it's wound, your feminine has been wounded. Pay attention to that because a feminine woman is collected. Remember, she knows what she needs to say and when it's appropriate to say it. Wrapping up, there is no one-size-fits-all definition of femininity. You can't just say it's perfectly applied makeup. It's not just a fresh manicure. It's, it is confidence. It is an inside job. It is an energy. It is you being 100% unafraid of being true to self. If a career outside of family fulfills you, girl, live your truth. You live in confidence, true to who you are, and pursue a life you want. This is your shot. Now is your time. All we have is now. I'm so glad you spent this time with me. Thank you for being here. This was a difficult episode for me because I wanted to jump off on tangents so many times, but I didn't. I I stayed as close as I could to the topic at hand. I didn't get into what it means for a woman to have a career, and I'm using that very first blog that I read as a springboard to think, oh, I wanted to address this and this and this and this, and I didn't, and I wanted to, and I'm glad I didn't because I really just want you to come away with knowing you are feminine. You have the feminine energy in you. Just be aware of how much you have and when you use it. If this episode was interesting or helpful to you, hit subscribe so that you get notified when the next new episode is released and feel free to share it with a friend. And until next time, have a fierce, fun, feminine, and fabulous day.